Saul was eating the right kind of food. So it's not as if he was, you know, sick or anything. He was a king. You know, he had all the wherewithal, all the gadgets he would need essentially to be able to fight this warfare. So if the people are looking for somebody to nominate to try and fight this fight, it should have been Saul. Yeah. Not only are you the king, which means you already have the responsibility of leading in charge of your people, but then again, you're, you've been equipped with all these extra, you know, resources yeah. and everything. And you are now physically yeah. imposing Most, enough. Yeah. So you may be, it may not be a fair fight, but at least you are the best equipped. Yeah. But we see Saul's um, response. Saul actually is hiding in his tent somewhere, yeah, yeah. unwilling to be tested. Doesn't want to be. Doesn't want to be put on the spot. Yes. And that speaks to a lot of our leadership, male leadership now, is that we find a lot. There are a lot of men who, even in homes, for instance, want to be seen as the head of the home. But they don't want. To but they don't want to take up the spiritual responsibility of defending their home mm. against the incursions of the enemy. They leave it to their wives. They leave it to their wives. So you see homes where they're like, this man, you know, he's, I'm the head, I'm the head. But when it comes to who's going, who's leading the prayer meetings at home, who's going to church, it's almost always the woman mm-hmm. who's leading the home and taking the children and they are going to go and pray. You know, you see Abraham say, I am the boy who go up and sacrifice. But a lot of homes today have men who are sleeping at home and the women are the ones taking the sons and the children to go and sacrifice. It's, it's the wrong order of things. Hi guys, I'm Tolu Oni. Welcome back to the Gentle Podcast, where we take unique narratives and point them back to who God is and who we can call to be as men. Today I am co-hosting with Demiladi Adesinyo, um, and we're going to be talking about David. So just a quick background before we get into the podcast. Um, we're reading from 1 Samuel 17, and the story is about David and Goliath. It's a very popular story, but um, I'll just catch you guys up for a bit um, before we dive in. So David, who's the last born of um, Jesse, gets sent to, you know, he gets sent to the battleground. David typically doesn't stay on the battleground, but he gets sent to his brothers to take food to them. Um, so he goes, right? So he keeps his sheep with a, um, a sh- um, shepherd, goes to the battleground, meets his brothers um, to give them food. And there he encounters this setup that the Israelites have against the Philistines. Um, when he first gets there, he gets a bit of stick from his one of his brothers who, ask, who was asking him, why are you here? But regardless of that, David still, you know, continues to press on and ask questions about who's this Philistine who's disturbing Israel um, what is he doing here um, and why aren't you guys engaging him really all of this gets um, told to the king of the time who is Saul and then David is invited to the to the um, palace or to attend not the palace because they're on the battleground to speak with Saul so um, we, we take off in this podcast uh, me and Dimladi take off from where you know you have David in the same tent with Saul and they're having discussions that, as to why David should be allowed to go to the battleground. I'm really looking forward to this, guys. Let, let's start with um, how David attributed the success that he even had with killing the bears and the lions to God hmm. and knowing that like it's God that's actually going to give him the life as well because it's not his own strength, right? It's not his own strength. Yeah, he I, tell you, I tell you that Goliath had a pretty good CV as well, right? <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> yeah, because like Saul was like, oh, this guy's been doing it from his youth. Mm-hmm. You, you've just started off your own career. 
you're just like you're killing bears, you're killing lions, cool. But this guy's been doing it from his youth, man. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? The, the difference, the difference is, I mean, and this is what we tend to do with a lot of our battles. Is we start to think about, we all, we always think about our position or our our ability to win from the other person's position. Mm. So we're so eager to put ourselves in the other person's foot, in the other person's shoes, rather, and you know, um, and assess our ability to win based on what that person is doing. Yeah. And naturally, so we see how Jesus consistently turns people's attention from what they don't have, from a position of lack or a position of fear, to a position where you, one with God, is always the majority. Yeah. You know. And that is is always the lesson. It's a lesson that I'm learning, and I'm going to have to keep learning. Is whatever worldview is always so important. Worldview, worldview, like the lens with which you look through life okay. is the most important decider between victory and failure. Yeah. It's the most um, in, important dis- decider between faith and fear. Yeah, worldview is always so important, and how you see it is is <laughs> is so important. It fits, like, it's what yeah. ends up being. So we reality. see how David. David is doing the exact same thing. He's choosing to see what is right. He's choosing to see what he and God have done in the past, what God has done through him in the past. Yeah. He's choosing to see even the way he addresses Goliath and says, uncircumcised Philistine. It's a it's a unique worldview. Yeah. Because yes, he's uncircumcised. Yes, he's a Philistine, but he's also nine, ten feet tall. Yeah. He's also a, he also weighs probably, you know, yeah. three, four hundred kilograms. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. And that is what he should see in the natural. But David is not seeing him in the natural. Yeah. He's seeing he's seeing his spiritual reality. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that we always try and look work on your eyes first before yeah. you work on anything else. I think I, I want you to give context to this as well because um the podcast is titled The Valley of Ella, right? Mm-hmm. And you do have some insight into what this represents in terms of today's context. Yeah. First of all, like set some scenes like the Israelites are on one mountain, mm-hmm. the Philistines and Goliaths are another mountain near the valley, mm-hmm. right? And basically, what this means you were saying earlier is the valley is the place of of um, battle in everyone's yeah. life, yeah, right? And yeah. I think even with um, even with they say Goliath here was height was six cubits and a span. How mm-hmm. how much to say that is nine is nine 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 foot ten. Are there any people in this today's world that? No, they're not. <laughs> this I can even provide some context. So, so actually, the the thing about this one in particular is that, I mean, if you look at the history, it says Goliath came from one of the guys who's the king of Obed. Okay. So you know where the where the Israelites in Deuteronomy are? They are at the the gates of what's it called? Um, they are about to go into the Promised Land. Yeah. Canaan, they're yeah. not gates, but they're here. Canaan about yeah. to go into the Promised Land, and. Moses sends spies out into the land and they come back with the report saying these guys are giants. Yeah. The king of those giants is a guy whose name is Obed. Okay. And Obed apparently by the um Kini is thirteen feet tall. Yeah. And thirteen feet. Thirteen tall. feet. Like that's how big these dudes were. They were huge. Wow. And that's what the historians say anyway. I'm not um, So he used to water trees. So <laughs> you can imagine how big that 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 is. And the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that Moses and Joshua have established a history yeah. of defeating these giants. Okay, they already done it in the past. So two, three hundred years ago, I mean, maybe maybe less, but a few hundred years ago, your people, these same people from who you've come out of, yeah. have established a history of defeating these giants. Yeah, so that's already so a that is precedence, that should, yeah. and you should naturally, 
that's the reason why David's um, approach is so unique because yeah. he's we have history with these guys we've beaten them before when they yeah. were four five inches taller yeah he's taller we were beating yeah. them not and just a few inches lower. Yeah, a, few, a few inches shorter which yeah. is a lot less you would think yeah. that we would still have the same level of boldness and everything yeah. but just with time worldview has changed yeah and all of a sudden people who had the boldness of we've defeated these guys in the past and that's why it's important that we as men, this, I'm actually going to say this, it's important that we chronicle that we chronicle our victories and our Yeah, defeats. no, I, I, that is so, that is such an important point. That is such an important point. And I'm going to come to that in a sec, but even with back when Moses um, defeated these giants, there were people who were scared because yeah. 12 spies, I believe, yeah. and only two, only two believed in that, right? And here's David representing those two because mm. there's still the rest of them who don't actually believe it, which is funny, but... As you were saying about men documenting our victories, I think that is so critical, man, because in the valley and when you speak to Saul and he's telling you, take this and take this, what mm. you're going to remember is, hey, I've done this before. Yeah. I have not done it of my own power. I've done it of yeah. God. Yeah. Right. Um, and also, you said you have some context into what it is that Goliath is wearing, because this guy has a spare shaft or yeah. like a weaver's rod, <laughs> an iron point, weighed 600 shekels. The shield bearer went ahead of him. Yeah. Um, his legs, he wore bronze grease, a bronze javelin. He had a bronze helmet on his head and he wore a coat of steel armor weighing 5,000 shekels, which he said was like <laughs> two bags of rice or something. <laughs> so, I mean, again, the the battle array back then was you would have a, sh- a, sh- a, sh- a helmet on. Yeah. You would have what I guess what we call chain mail. So it's basically this, you know, oh, sorry, this garment of, of um, you know, chain chain mail so it's made out of iron and all that stuff and it's put together and sort of it's strapped onto you it's, yeah. you know leather gir- girdles and everything it's just sort of tied onto you yeah. so Goliath has this big um, chain mail piece that he's wearing you know on the front of his his shins he has these big brass shin guards mm-hmm. I mean I need to also understand that to be able to craft something of that nature you know you would have needed it shows a level of intentionality yeah you would have had people go so the philistines weren't coming to war with you know just patch patch together yeah, they, yeah. they come in not just with oh we're going to beat these guys they've come in with all the right appearance yeah, they expect to win expectation to yeah. win and that's important I, I mean we'll speak about this in a bit more detail but that's how the, the devil doesn't come into battles with us thinking oh, i just want to disturb these guys for yeah he comes well, in the Bible says to, to, to steal to kill and to destroy. Yeah. That those are his those are, he, he wants to do all of that. Wow. That and we see Goliath so. coming with this massive so we're talking about seventy kilograms worth of chain mail. You know, the Bible um, the Bible describes what his spear looks like. So you know we see in all these movies like Troy and all of that, we see them have like a sword in their back and it's all of that demo. You know, yeah. they come out and they pull the sword out from behind them it's in between his shoulders and he pulls it up. Mm. You know, and the Bible talks about the length of the staff, you know, it's like a weaving beam. It's really long, really heavy, really yeah. big. You know, the tip of his spear was like 20, 30 kilograms heavy as well. So all of this intentional, I imagine looking at this looming figure yeah. who is shining in the sun in all his brass array, <laughs> standing nine feet, 10 so, feet tall, yeah. and you are a good 5'11". Yeah. And you are looking up at this guy, he's twice your size, twice yeah. your height, carrying instruments that you can't carry in your own strength. Yeah. Like, it would have been no, but crazy. You know, and this is the crazy thing because what we're asking, or what the Bible is asking is, that in the in the face of the most ridiculous of fears yeah choose to trust and like 
sometimes yeah i think it feels irresponsible to be david sometimes because <laughs> no no honestly sometimes it can come across as irresponsible to be david because like sometimes like things can just happen and you're like no like maybe i should actually show some concern and fear in this moment you should maybe, yeah. maybe like to actually remind myself that i'm not happy about this remind god that i'm not happy about this i should show some fear <laughs> in this moment because it will make no sense at all for me to just casually walk into through this, this like i've been, I've like, been doing oh, because like you said like all of this stuff that you're saying is not funny and goliath himself is one that says choose a man to come and fight me right yeah right if i overcome him i will be your subject if you overcome so like this is just the confidence like of a man who knows that he's been beating people into a pole for many years but again it's important and he's trying he, like he's trying to he's trying to because he knows he's going to win this battle he thinks he's going to win this battle he's trying not to kill as many slaves as possible yeah before yeah. before <laughs> like, there's only for a proper war let's just just let's just end this, this right like, now all of you guys come and yeah. me but so here's the thing and this is why i'm saying it's important for you to notice that in all of this we don't see any description of what the children of israel's preparation is like yeah we only see what goliath's you know preparation and i think it's very important that we point that out the reason why that is pointed out is because for a lot of us we are so aware of the devil's own ability to kill yeah yeah yeah. we're so aware of the devil's ability to you know disconcert and yeah we are we always look at our battles from the point of view of the person who we're facing and that i think that's a problem you know that's a huge problem because, and that happens in some churches in some churches like i feel like they focus so much on yeah stamp on the enemy stamp on the enemy stamp yeah. on the enemy and it's just like whoa and i feel like that almost kind of built a sentiment in it a young defeatist, person of it's a defeatist mentality every single thing that happens in my life the devil has come to get me and yep. i have to pray for the next and i feel like yes it's important to be cognizant of the enemy right to keep your eyes open mm. be on the watch mm. but be more aware of who you are of the power of god yeah. be yeah. more aware of yeah. like the authority like said, that you carry exactly be more be, aware of that so this is a this is a genuine problem that a lot of men face um we're so aware of the the opposition we're facing i'm very yeah. unaware of our own authority in christ our own authority as men yeah our own ability to conquer i mean i, I want to talk about this just a little bit so so the bible says something i think it's in psalm 119 it says the testimony of the lord is my inheritance okay and basically what what david is saying in that moment is look the things that i've seen god do yeah the testimonies that i have of god yeah are mine to consistently remember and remind myself of yeah. because the more i remind myself of who god is what god has given me what god has done to me through me for yeah. me and all of that the more that is my world view yeah. the 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 then I have no, there's nothing ahead of me, there's nothing that I encounter yeah. that will shake me because I am so assured of what God yeah. has done. Yeah. A lot of people are so, so much more assured of what the devil, devil has done, yes. of how he yes. has routed them and beat yes. them and everything. And we carry yes. that defeatist mindset yes. around with us. And you need to understand, <laughs> I, I was listening to something as well yesterday and it was talking about, you know, I'll just quickly digress just yeah, very briefly. Let's do it, let's do it. So Jesus is talking, um, Jesus is coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration with the three MVP disciples, you know, Peter, yeah. James, and John, and he comes down and this spirit has been in this child for a while. The, the Bible says this lunatic spirit has yeah. been in this child for a while. And so when the, when they bring the child to the disciples, the disciples are there and immediately the Bible says that the child is, you know, shivering and convulsing and doing all these types yeah. of things. And I imagine that in that moment, these are the same disciples who not too long ago 
had been casting out devils too. They went out to my So it's not that they didn't have the power of God. They yeah. did because they had just displayed it. They were the most experienced people with the power of God at that point in time. They yeah. had cast out devils to the point where Jesus was like, I saw Satan fall like mm-hmm. lightning. From heaven, yeah. They had done this amazing work of cleansing. Yeah. But because they had not chosen to consistently remind themselves of who they were in Christ, yeah. who they were, the minute a spirit comes and does all this dancing, all this, you know, manipulation and you know yeah. child is convulsing and all yeah. of that stuff it plants a seed of doubt in your heart yeah and that seed of doubt ultimately squelches or you know suppresses the power of the spirit of faith that they had already they had in their heart yeah. notice when they had seen jesus and jesus had given them the power and sent them out with a mandate and a promise yeah nothing they encountered this yeah. same devil that they had encountered a few weeks yeah. before didn't seem too big for yeah, them. Yeah. But the minute the devil comes and starts manifesting, yeah, yeah. and you know, and the child is convulsing and yeah. shaking and all of that stuff, it plants a seed of doubt Did in your heart. Like, and that's where the enemy comes. You know, like the, my friend says something. She says that her mom used to tell her that if the devil can steal your joy, he can steal your blessing. Yep. So it's like, so the first, so the battle really that we're talking is, about here is the battle for the mind. Yep, right? It's the battle because in verse 10 it says, Then the Philistines said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. Mm-hmm. On hearing the Philistines' words, <laughs> Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Yep. This is where the battle would have been lost. Should have been. Exactly. This is where the battle would have been lost. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, if we don't have a David spirit or a David friend by any chance around <laughs> us, we're losing the battle at this point. It Absolutely. Seems. 100%. No, and that's, that's actually crazy. That's actually really, and I think that's 100%. such a great point. Mm. Um, moving on to like, it says David was the son of an Ephrathite named Jesse and you know Jesse had eight sons and the three oldest were with Saul at the war mm. um, and this is obviously human mentality of always sending the most mature people forward yeah. um, and I, I think you know these people should definitely have known better but they don't um, as you said Saul was probably better place to fight yeah the Bible um, describes him as he was a head above everybody else like he yeah. was much taller yeah and everybody else much bigger much stronger yeah you would expect that he'd be the one who would go forward to go and start fighting this yeah and again he's been crowned king by all the people yeah and you notice something who you choose to lead you is going to actively set the mindset for ah, the entire nation yeah, yeah. and that's important in a marriage as well. that's important in a marriage who you choose as your head yeah is going to be you essentially choose the mindset that you're going to go through the rest of life with yeah because the head sets the mindset for the entire yeah. the entire group of people because Saul is dismayed, yeah. everybody else is dismayed. Yeah. When David comes in and displays a different mindset, yeah. you can see how that, and he does what he needs to do because of that mindset. Yeah. All of a sudden, the same Philistines who are so terrified, I mean, yeah. the same Israelites who yeah. are so terrified before, yeah. they automatically just get all this ginger and they start running down the hill. Yeah. They're going to go and finish off the Philistines. Yeah. So again, if the person who's at the head of you yeah. sets the right mindset, it has yeah. a way of translating into all the people behind Dude, you. Dude, like, no, what you said, right? Right now just triggered something in me because Saul is obviously king right now mm. but here is David coming with a new vision and it's like David is being king before he's actually king yeah because yeah. he's coming with a new vision and and I think which is why like the promises of God are so true because you're already what he's going to make you mm. you can start today by being the best in this by being yeah. and like you might not have the title yet mm. but then later you're already what God is going to make you because in this moment you're doing what he would expect you to do in, in that when season, that title comes out, come exactly yeah. like the title is only for men to now sort of catch up with what God has already made. Absolutely, in a sense, and I think like David, you know, David coming, being the youngest of all three, mm. coming to the camp only to bring food to his brothers, 
finding out about what's going on here, asking people oh, what what happened, and they're telling him, okay, fine, this is what's happening, and his brother's discouraging him, mm. and him still pushing away his brother and asking the same question to another person, trying to understand, okay, fine, what's really the, the what's That's, really going on here? It shows you his mindset. Yeah, man, this guy is trying it to show you his mindset. He asks, what would be done for the person who does this, like? Very strategic guy as well. Let me know what the reward is. <laughs> no, but I mean, so even even with that, I don't I because I thought about it, I'm like, is is he asking for like, you know, physical reward like and everything? Yeah. He he's he, he's more or less saying, Look, what what why aren't you guys motivated by, oh, by yeah. the end game of this thing? It's yeah. like, look, I mean, because yes, there is the I mean I yeah. want to be clear. David also had his own material motivation. I mean, like, evidently. I feel like, dude, your your gifts are given to you, and your yes. bodies are given to you to, yes. to, benefit, to benefit and gain. Absolutely. Exactly. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. I want to be clear yeah. about that. There's nothing wrong with it. But the point I want to make is that ultimately, the end goal, the gift. Like yeah. I was watching the NBA championships yesterday. Yeah. Giannis is trying to play for a championship. That desire to be the one who carries the trophy at the end. Yeah. It needs to motivate you and inspire you more than. You know the opposition you are seeing. Every good thing you want is yeah. on the other side of hard work. Yeah, no, that's fa- that's fab. How's the game by the way? It went well. Yanis yeah. won boxing six. Lo- love it. Game. So like you're like the glory that awaits us Absolutely. does not compare to present. That's day. Jesus says. That's what the Bible says. For the su- the suffering. The, I mean, the Bible says he despised the cross and was willing to bear the shame yeah. for the joy that was set ahead of him. Yeah. And oftentimes we need to be reminded of the joy at the end of that victory. Yeah. To inspire faith in us, yeah. and that's why oh, David wow. is asking. I mean, oh, wow. again, I want to be clear. He obviously had his own. No, I mean, like, which is important. But you need to learn the principle. Sometimes yeah. you need to see what's ahead of you to be able to. And this is, I want, I want to just sort of walk back a little bit Let's to talk it. about something. So, I mean, Saul, like I said, was the one we had expected to go and fight this battle. Yeah. And if you read in the chapter before, there's this um, encounter where you know they, they're talking about Saul and how Saul has been possessed by by an evil spirit. Yeah. And you know David comes and David helps and plays music and that sort of clears the way for the evil spirit to leave and then Saul is com- comes back to his right yeah. mind. Yeah. The truth about it is Saul was Saul had his own personal valley moment. Yeah. He's on one side of the valley, the evil spirit is on another side of the valley. Yeah. Saul should have learned to fight that spirit. Yeah. He should have learned to, if he had learned the rudiments of winning that war, yeah. dealing with the evil spirit that was tormenting him and yeah. winning that victory, I promise you Goliath would not have been a problem. Yeah, yeah. The battles that we should fight, yeah. that we fight in the spirit realm behind, give us all the impetus we need to be able to go on to the next one. And that's why the Bible says we go from faith to faith yeah. and from glory to glory. We should go from one victory to the next. But the thing is, if you refuse to fight the battle that has been set before you beforehand, yeah. Then the next one is going to be infinitely harder. Yeah, that's why David states his credentials. Look, I've yeah. gone, I've tussled with a bear, yeah. I've tussled with a lion, yeah. and I have gained confidence and victory from that. So moving forward, this yeah. one will be will okay. Be you know, I want to ask two things very quickly, and based off what you said, because it looks like David had been winning battles for Saul even before this came around. Yeah. Like he'd been helping him with, like you said, the battle with the spirits. But okay, fine. Like he'd been doing that, he'd been stating his credentials. But when he comes to Saul, because obviously the word gets into Saul's ears that there's this young man asking about um, the Philistines, and Saul is obviously telling him, "Look, you can't go, you can't go against this guy like bigger than you." David is saying to Saul, "No, no, no! Like these are my credentials. I, I bit this. I killed a bear. I killed a lion. All of that culminates with um, Saul saying, "Take this. Why don't you? Okay, let me put you in, in some armor. Mm. Let me put you in some stuff." Mm. And David is like. Um, mm, 
no 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 fasting the sword over the tunic because i think Saul dressed David in his own tunic, in, in Saul's own tunic. So yeah. I'm basically taking this guy who has the faith of God. I'm trying to put him into my own. Nobody is It's instructive because yeah. again, Saul is using his own tunic. So this tells me that there's, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Saul would have should have been able to wear his stuff. Yeah. And he would have gone into that battle and won if he had done the work he needed to do himself. But he's, he's putting it on David. But he's putting it on David. And yeah. I want to be clear. I wanted to also say this about fathers and fatherhood. Sometimes we take our expectations of the ba- based on the battles we fought in the past yeah we take our expectations and we thrust all of that on our children yeah and tell them you, you need to go out and fight this is how i fought my battle yeah so take my tunic take yeah. my sword strap yeah. it on you but the truth about it is we also need to understand that in the way that we are evolving and becoming more and more like christ satan is also evolving his techniques yeah the yeah. sword you used to fight your battle last not week. Going to do what you might need. Kids. You might need a bazooka. Or you might just need a sling. Or you might need a sling. Yeah. But again, the consciousness of the fact that we as parents are going to fight our battles, but our children are going to fight theirs. Yeah. And we must teach them the principles. Yeah. Not reduce them to you know rudiments and all methodologies. It's a personal relationship. It's a personal with God. relationship with God. Yeah. All you can do is equip them with the principles of the disciplines yeah. of the life they're supposed to live. Yeah. And then leave them obviously you provide extra prayer in the background, but you yeah. need to leave them yeah. to engage in their own battles. Yeah. A lot of our parents didn't I mean I can speak to my generation. Yeah. A lot of our parents didn't really do that. Yeah. So are you saying that like our parents are trying to well, many parents are trying to and you know, we're we're still young men, we're gonna get married and everything mm. and we don't wanna make these mistakes. But your parents or our parents or most parents are trying to put foist their own realities. Yeah. And look look, if you look in verse thirty nine it says David fastened on his on his sword over the tunic and mm. tried walking around mm. because he was not used to them. He tried walking around because of, and he said I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Yeah. And which is like, I'm not used to your realities, bro. Like, I'm not used to this. Like, yeah. I'm not used I'm, to your rudiments yeah. and your work yeah. and all the things. I mean, this, this is not my reality. It's not my reality. This is not my, my yeah. reality. Like, God has brought me up, yes, and I'm going to win my battles, yes, and I will get the principles from mm. you, yes. But, but I, don't I don't have to be the wearing rudiments your tunic. of it, exactly. You don't need to be no, the same. No, I think that's fantastic. So I'll give, I mean, just a candid example, for instance. Yeah. I mean, some of our parents grew up in, a, in an age where, you know, the way to pray was with all this violent shaking and, yeah. you know, you know, and I, I want to be clear, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just conviction, isn't it? In you understand? Sense, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but then I know that there are people who've had this conversation with their parents where they go to church to pray or something and their parents are doing all the shaking and they're looking at the child like, you should be shaking too because this is the way we made yeah. the battle. And the child is like, no, I have this more, in- I have a, a different kind of connection yeah. with God. Yeah. And, you know, I can speak to God in my own way. It doesn't have to be this sort yeah. of violence. I, <laughs> definitely, I, I completely agree with you on this. I completely agree with this. Because, you know, like, I, um, I'm from Ibadan, I'm from Oyoste. And some churches in Ibadan, my mom's church, just so like, and look, it's, it's it, like, I understand, like, sometimes certain people have grown up certain ways, like with the drums and with everything, mm. they really worn. I get that. However, I'll tell you something. When I do want to battle and I go into the war room of God, it is typically like in silent prayers that Groanings are so that intentional. Are too, that are mo- like, too much for words. Too much. <laughs> and like sometimes like I start to vibrate in mm. that. As, but not as a result of me trying to shake or jump. I start to like jump. Like this light, this light jump comes over me. Mm. And this vibration out of a 
stand up or arise yeah. the keeper of Israel. Deep intensity. Like, do you understand? And that is where that any but I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to pull out from the elements. I'm not trying to pull out that energy from the elements because I'm not used to this. Like mm. so I'm going to take off this tunic of yours. That's how I'm gonna battle. And I think um, you know, I want to quickly talk about what it is that David eventually takes, right? Yeah. Says he took his staff. Maybe you can talk about what this means in essence after I go over it. Says he took his staff, five smooth stones, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag with his sling in his hand, and approached the Philistine. But on the other side, you can see that um, Goliath had a sword whilst David had a sling. Goliath had a spear while David had stones. Um, Goliath had a javelin while David had a staff. Um, and Goliath had a dead god while David had a living god. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, how does that translate in, in present day? In terms of like how the other person is equipped or how the enemy is equipped. Uh, does it does it boil down to the living God? Does, does anything else matter? The stones or that? I mean, ultimately, I mean, so I want to be clear. Yeah. They matter. The okay. stones, the staff, the sling, the whole shebang, it matters. Okay. But, you know, we'll see, we, we see in Proverbs, for instance, the Bible says, you know, go and prepare your horse in Proverbs. I, I, I will try and quote the scripture yeah. as best I can. So the Bible talks, it says in, in the preceding chapter, verse, it says, you know, um, you need, you know, that the horse is what you need to be able to win the war. Yeah. But then the next verse, it says, yeah, the horse is prepared yeah. for safety is of the Lord. Oh, yeah. And, and so, look, what happens for us a lot of times is that when we've put in all this effort into preparing the staples of our warfare, yeah. you know, you've, you've gotten your javelin, you've got yeah. everything together, you start to put your faith in, in that, that preparation. Yeah, you yeah, start yeah. to put your faith in what you've done as yeah. opposed to the God who's behind you. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with the horse uh, that you're preparing on to battle. Yeah. Yeah. You need to also understand that it is safety that comes Come from, from the Lord yeah. that is what is going to win that battle. So yeah. it's essentially like this. God is essentially saying to you, look, okay, you know what? Prepare the horse. Yeah. Now you are done brushing it and cleaning it and everything. God says to you, yeah, okay, leave the horse at home. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the that's the disparity between Saul and David. Yeah. Saul is thinking, look, okay, I have all this armor, my tunic, yeah. my my whole shebang. And so it's when I put it on that I'm equipped for battle. David is like, no, I'm equipped for battle. Yeah. All I need is just a few things. To yeah, yeah, yeah. So his confidence yeah. is in God. And all of these things, obviously, I mean, I've heard it taught in many teachings by many pastors that I follow, you know, where they're, they're speaking to the sim- symbolism of all the things David is taking with yeah. him. You know, for instance, stones. The Bible talks about five stones. We understand that five is the number for grace. Yeah. Stones are revelation, knowledge. The Bible says on this rock, yeah. I will build my church. I mean, Jesus talking to Peter, he says, flesh yeah. and blood didn't reveal this to you. Yeah, but my father who yeah. is in heaven, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Yeah. That means the knowledge of God that you that you receive through revelation by the yeah. Spirit of God, yeah. with the grace of God, combined those yeah. two things, with your sling, you, you most, and that's why the Bible says we speak the word. Once yeah. you speak the word, which David symbolizes by sort of swinging it around and yeah. unleashing that stone of yeah. the word of God that you already received yeah. through grace, yeah. that is what takes the enemy down. Yeah, yeah and I, it seems like David had at least five words for at this least. problem. He, he had always had words. a word to refute whatever I mean, was said to him. One word, one word, one stone took the Goliath down, but yeah. he had four other more than words. enough. Yes, and that is also an that speaks to his approach. Yeah, because for a lot of us, we'll, we'll get one scripture yeah. and we'll try and do battle with that scripture. But yeah. Paul says to Timothy, he says, because of the prophecies that have been made to you, yeah. you will now wage good warfare. You yeah. need to have multiple. Yeah, you need to have your arsenal full of yeah. the word of God. Yeah, you need to so like you need to be dripping in, in word. You like you need to so that if he comes from every approach, you're mm. dripping in 
Bro, ready I come to against go. that. Like, yeah, because you know, like, uh, even with Jesus, like when he was getting tempted, and this happens and that happens mm. every time he had a word. Mm. It wasn't the same sort of like situation. It was, yeah. but he was bringing out from different contexts. Yeah, and every time he had a word to go against, to go it. against it. But I, I quickly want to talk about like um prepping because I go to work and I do good work. Mm. Um, and I do excellent work. And maybe I'm generally like, or I think I'm generally like, because you don't actually know the hearts of men. And then to, I want a promotion maybe, but I, again. All of the work I'm doing and all of the knowledge I have is not where my promotion will come from. No. My promotion will come from God. Yeah. Is what we're saying in terms of do the good work, mm. have what you need, like go out and do all, all all diligence and everything, make sure that you're doing things right and you have that arsenal. But then understand that that's not where your, your victory is coming from. from. Yep. Your absolutely. victory is coming from God. Absolutely. Okay. And, and I want to be clear about this. Again, I'm not saying not to do good work. You must absolutely do, do good work because faith, Without works is there, yeah, yeah. So you must, but you need to understand. I th- and I think the difference between David and most other people in this situation is that David, we see the level of intentionality yeah. that David applies to the work he's going to do. So yes, he knows he has the confidence of God; he's ready to roll and everything. Yeah. But we see, and so for instance, I'll give an example. Yeah, says, um, he took his shepherd's staff in his hand and chose for himself. And this is the key that I'm going to point out: chose one for himself. Yeah. five smooth stones out of the stream bed and put them in the shepherd's bag which he had. So he had all this stuff with him. Mm-hmm. But when he, in choosing the word of God, he made sure that there were smooth stones. Yeah. Smoothness there talks about, because obviously if it's been in the stream bed, yeah. it means that water has eroded what, a yeah. lot of the nonsense around it. The so impurities. It's smooth, the impurities. Yeah. It's smooth. Yeah. And Bible talks about the washing of the water of the word. Yeah. So, the like, word so of God, you... You've gotten that smooth understanding of what of it is. exactly what it right. is. There's no yeah, roughness yeah. around yeah, it. Yeah. So when you speak, when you, when David throws that stone with his yeah. sling, there is no resistance how, how, in the how air. How do I wash? How do I wash my stones? How do I? So that's the thing. The Bible yeah. talks about the washing of the water of the word. Yeah, there are words that God will speak to you into your spirit by yeah. yourself. He yeah. will say something to you. But if you don't interpret what God has said to you in light of Scripture, yeah, there's a tendency that what you are playing with is a rough stone. Mm. Because, let me put it this way, we have impurities in ourselves. God speaks to us, but sometimes that word that God has spoken to us picks up impurities inside of us. Yeah. And what we hear, though it's the word of God... My hair has is been, a selfish way. Exactly. Mm. You know, Jesus would say, because Satan finds nothing in me, I hear and my hearing is just. Okay. But because some of us have those impurities in us that, you know, sin, like I said, the worldview from our parents and everything, God speaks a word to us and we hear it, but we it picks up a lot of nonsense along yeah. the way. Yeah. Now, the word of God has, the Bible says, it is able to pierce to the dividing asunder of bone from marrow, spirit from soul. The word of God can essentially take what is spirit, which is good. The spirit, Bible says the words I speak are spirit and life. Yeah. Can take that spirit and take away the soulish part of you yeah. and cut it and say, this is where God says, this one is you. Yeah. And so that's what we see, David. That's what this symbolizes. He goes, he takes our stones out of the brook. And have been purified and washed by the wash, washing of the water of the word. Yeah. They're smooth. And when he starts to twirl those stones around in the air, they go. And because there's no oh. resistance on the stone, oh. the stone meets its target purely. Yeah. Which means that if he had taken rough stones that were not washed with the water, and he has sent them. You know the way, I mean, when, when spaceships are going out into space, yeah. they have a specific trajectory. If yeah. they go one degree of they trajectory, end up in the same, they end up in rough, an entirely yeah. wrong place. That's true. So you need to have the word of God, have washed the words that you've heard with yeah. the word of God. Refine that thing. So when you speak it, you send it out, it yeah, goes and it hits that, right on time. That is so inspiring, man. That is so inspiring. And 
that really that really speaks to why we need to spend time in the word and yep. spend time in prayer as well and uh, you know like the actions of david are so symbolic like you know like i really i really like there are a few people in the bible who i just really admire david is one of them just from his youth like what what a guy hmm. what a consistent guy like love him um and and i think that's just so inspiring in me as well just spending a lot more time in, in you know reading the word of god and not just not yeah. but like having the spirit like reveal it and like having those impurities removed yeah. um I, I want to talk about like you know here, here's david gone out to meet um this goliath and 41 says meanwhile the philistine with his shield bearer in front of him i don't know why he, i thought we said one man against one man why is it? <laughs> no but i mean you need to also realize that you know the shields that philistines use were these tall long shields they were okay. about eight feet tall okay so goliath had needed somebody who was big enough to carry this eight foot shield yeah bro isn't that cheating no but i mean again like i said the devil will come and bring all whatever doesn't play fair right? doesn't play fair okay. i was saying actually what he does is he plays fear like f-e-a-r oh, okay, okay. and fear will always attract whatever information is needed to legitimize it yeah okay. so to make himself look even more imposing yeah. he brings this dude with an eight armor, shield standing armor, it says has a shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to david hmm. now he looked at david and saw that he was more than a little boy so a young guy <laughs> glowing with health and handsome and hmm. he despised him yeah despised him because he was good looking or because it was a child well so or my both. bible it says ruddy like okay. he had a ruddy complexion so again david was not david was not the most appealing imagine sitting out in the wilderness okay, with sheep for days on okay, days okay, on okay, okay. so he looked he looks he looks scruffy yeah okay he looked young and he looked scruffy so yeah again imagine this when you expect i mean we see this in the movies all the time when you want when the bad guy is about to you know come out he comes out he has all these his gadgets and yeah. he expects to meet a, an opposition or a foe yeah. who also has all these gadgets all nicely yeah. set up but then you see the actor come in and he has a bullet a gun with one bullet in it yeah do you understand what i'm trying to say it's that kind of way it's dude, are you do yeah, you know who i am do you, do you understand yeah. like what are you about like yeah. i've come to you with all of this stuff and you're bringing these measly little rats yeah who is couldn't be more than 18 20 yeah. years old yeah looking wind washed and you know that was what he was saying. Yeah. He, he derided him. No, I mean, so, but here he's saying, he said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? Mm. And the Philistines cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Well, not a really nice guy. Is that no, it? absolutely not. But not again, really when, you're, when you're 10 feet tall, <laughs> everybody is like brave for you. So David says to him, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you. With the name of the Lord Almighty, so he corrected him. I'm not coming against you with sticks and stones like you Absolutely think. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and if you actually knew what I came against you with, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be quaking <laughs> in your boots. You'd be a lot more worried. But again, it's this thing that I'm talking about. It's worldview. Yeah. Because we see how David consistently. I mean, and, he, and he's, he's, honest, he reminds him that look, him. don't try and get this from. I mean, but again, I want to be clear about this because I know yeah. we're speaking to men. How many 18-year-olds do you know that carry? This mind, this clear mindset of look, this is the God of angel armies. Yeah. This is the God of Israel. You are defiling God. Like you can yeah. see him consistently. He says he, has, yeah. he says David says, look, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. Yeah. David's understanding of his realization of who God is was so clear yeah. in his mind, and it's not very often we see children, young boys, teens who are able to say that with sort such of confidence. Exactly. Such confidence. And and he prophesies as well because he says, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I will strike you down, one. I will cut <laughs> off your head. And this very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistines' army to the birds and the wild animals 
and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord says, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give it all into our hands. Yeah. And this is where the action begins, right? This is where, well, this is where, this is where the, you know, this, physical this action, it's already settled in spiritual, but he's already said it. Yeah. He's already said it, right? Yeah, but I mean, in this, in this episode, yeah. or in this, you know, scene, yeah. this is where the camera comes in and yeah, zooms in. You know, know, and then you see half of one is David's face, yeah. half of his, yeah, the other and half is the face. They have to shift the camera exactly. down, but like, you know, they, they, first of all, they, they, they split Goliath and David, but then the David's screen was empty because David is too short. <laughs> David is too short. They have to bring the camera down a bit, and they are Goliath's waist now. Basically, so anyways, so like, he, the, the Philistine moved closer to attack him, but then David ran quickly. Mm. So it's like, I want this battle more than yeah. you in a sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but here's this. This is what a point I wanted to point. This is the point I want to make. Yeah. Um, this that phrase ran quickly. Yeah. It reminds me of the scripture it says, "They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength; they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint." The 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 precursor to this running quickly is having done all the work of waiting. Yeah, yeah. Because the the actual battle, like the actual, like you said. Um, zooming of the camera only lasted two minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see the eagerness with which David runs to meet this battle, and that is. I want to point that out because I need that needs to be. This is mind blowing. Man. That needs to be our. That is not for a lot of us, and I'm speaking for myself in particular. That is not my approach. <coughs> excuse me. When I'm dealing with battles in my life, yeah. there's almost always a reticence or like just hey, like I don't want this. I don't want this. Like yeah. God, I mean, why are you putting me through this? You were speaking about this over the weekend it's like you know why me and yeah. the question is but who else should it be yeah you know we always carry and that again i want to be clear is a worldview yeah. that a lot of us have inherited from the things we've seen the tv shows we've watched yeah the people we've spoken to our parents you know we hear people say that phrase why me why me yeah and so we also think that it's a valid thing to say to yeah. god god why me but who else should it be yeah and if the minute you get beyond that mindset of why me to yes it's me i'm doing this and, and i've been equipped because he who, who he calls is equipped. equipped absolutely and that's amazing because like look so david runs quickly towards the battle line to meet him reaching into his bag and taking out a stone he swung it and struck fainting on the forehead stone sank nicely into his forehead and he fell face down to the ground this yeah. is the entire battle so again i want to i also want to point something out yeah this is something i've heard taught and i feel it's such an important lesson yeah. one is that David does not prepare his stuff beforehand. Mm. It, it doesn't say he in had the stone and the sling. Yeah. In the moment, he gives the Lord gives him the word. Absolutely. In the moment, but he has five stones in the he bag. He has stones though. in his bag. Yes. But I mean, so you have to be full of the word of God. Yeah. But you have to be carrying it. You have to be carrying it yeah. with you. But in the moment, and again, I want to point something out. So remember, it says he came with the sling. Yeah. He came with the stone. He came with a bag. He came with a staff. Yeah. In the moment, God says to him, drop your staff, because you cannot run with your staff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he drops that. Yeah. And that's the thing, as you're going into these battles, there's certain things that God will ask you to drop. Yeah. Drop your staff. Okay, now you need to be freed up your hands. Now we move. So we're running. He's running. God says to him, grab a stone. He yeah. grabs a stone. Yeah. He hadn't prepared the stone and the stone. No, he didn't choose the stone. He didn't choose the stone. He puts a stone in, and this is what I want to point out. He didn't look into his bag. No, and no, which no, of these no. stones, stones I pick. No, no, no. The no. one he picks is the one God asks him to pick. Yeah. one god directs his hand to yeah. so again there are many things we like to think that oh in, um, in the you know abundance of our preparation yeah. Yeah. that we will have the word you know you want to have all those yeah. scriptures all nicely written out sometimes god will direct you to a scripture in the heat of the moment yeah and that's where your salvation comes from yeah and then he twirls it and he, and he, he hits it. and now i want yeah. to point something else yeah 
The Bible says that Goliath falls face down. Mm. If you're yeah. running, somebody's running at you, even if you're standing still, yeah. if someone throws a stone at you yeah. and nothing hits you, it's natural inclination to fall back flat. Yeah. But he falls face down. That tells me that there's spiritual activity involved. I believe with all my heart that there was an angel standing behind Goliath who struck him who down. Who goes in, let that thing hit him in the head, and, and just goes, poof. I mean, you, yeah, you yeah. see how he sees in the movies now. Some angel just goes and just taps him from behind the head and says, yeah. poof, and, and he falls face, face down. down. So it wow. tells me that there was divine work it's, going yeah. on in the background. Yeah. David is way more aware of the divine that's yeah. happening in the background. Oh my God. And this is just amazing because. It just reminds us that there's so much going on in the spirit realm yeah. and we're just vessels of God's yeah. glory. We're just like the activities of moving your legs and moving your hands and speaking words mm. are just physical, um, physical, um, should I say, um, this is physical points expressions, expressions work of the actual work that is happening in this. Yeah. And you've got to make sure that those coordinations are in line with God. Absolutely. Like, and you know, he says he ran over, stood over him, took hold of the Philistine sword. Now, this is where I think disrespect. <laughs> he took his own sword, he took his own sword. So let me also point something out to you. We had just spoken about how a lot of Philistine um, you know implements for war all yeah. weighed, you know, 20 kilograms, 30 yeah. kilograms, 50 kilograms, all of that stuff. They were heavy implements because it's a nine-foot guy that's carrying it. Yeah. Now an 18-year-old boy yeah. who is ruddy, yeah. you know, skinny looking, scrawny looking boy, yeah. picks up this sword that's probably maybe 20, 30 kg. And again, remember, Goliath is on his face yeah. down, so he's not cut. You know, you know the way your anatomy is set up now. The fleshier part of your neck yeah. is in the front. The harder part of your neck, where back. your skull and everything is at the back. Yeah. So this boy who has no strength of his own picks up this heavy sword and cuts Goliath's head off from behind. It tells me that there was again a certain amount of spiritual energy and power yeah. that had been given to him. Yeah. You know, doesn't this happen to you as well when you're praying? You start off praying and you feel extremely weak. But yeah. the minute you get into that prayer, oh, so there's spiritual strength comes 100%. in a way that you had not envisioned yes. before. And all of a sudden, yes. things you weren't doing, yes. declarations you weren't yeah. making, you didn't know how to make before, yeah. you're making those declarations yeah. of the Spirit no. and they're coming out. But what you got to do, what you got to do is get up and start praying. Start. What you got to do is speak in tongues. Sometimes it doesn't feel like, sometimes it feels like I'm saying rubbish. Mm. I have no strength. Hey, keep going. Absolutely. Hey, keep going. Hey, keep going. Because there is, there is an army standing up on your behalf. There's an army who is now raising up their own shield and raising up Absolutely. their own swords and actually standing up With hoping that you will not stop praying having done all yeah. stand, stand firm yeah. and that's and that's amazing so cuts always head and dude this is where the philistines turn around and start running <laughs> Cuts, and, and this, is, this is it man once you once you have and this is the beauty of it man because when the lord gives you that victory mm. there's not going to be a doubt that it was a victory absolutely like the entire philistine army turns around and runs and now like you said israel and judah pursued them to the entrance of Gath and mm. to the gates and their dead was straight along the road of Gath and Ekron. Um, the Philistines, it says the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines and they plundered their camp. All of their, yeah. And this is just amazing. And so watch David going out to the Philistines. He said, who is the son of, who's, who's that young man, you know? And, but it's funny because, um, as we all know, David used to serve in the house of Saul. Mm. And he used to play music. But at this point, when Saul was looking at David, he was looking at him with yeah. Who is who is because like David had met Saul had met David first of all when he used to play music for him, mm. met him before the battle, mm. but now he's asking the chief of his army, who is that guy? Whose son is this? Yeah, whose son is this? As if he had never met him. Mm. And the next time 
so with David after the entire like you know fiasco, he was spoken to like yeah, it's 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 very instructive. I think two things to point out there is one is you 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 might be in your position of promotion before you even know it. I mean, Saul has had this encounter with David, and David has had this encounter with Saul. David, I mean, knows he's been anointed to be king, and in the moment that he's been anointed to be king, no, goes into the king's palace. In that position, he could easily have said to anybody in that place, "Look, do you know that I've also been anointed to be king?" But he knows that he's been sent mm. by God with a specific mandate, so he sticks to that, sure. and he does that. He does not try to impose the promise that God has given mm. him in that situation yeah. because he knows God will fight that thing. The second thing to know is that, again, Saul asked, "Whose son is this?" And I think that question is instructive because for a lot of us, when we go and we have these victories, the question is always asked, "Where did this boy learn this thing?" As fathers, we need to keep that in mind as well. We need to teach our sons the rudiments and the principles for victory because it brings glory to us as fathers as well. When we win our battles, the question is always, whose son is this? That's God's son. And so you you need to remember that you do God a service when you win. God is not invested in you losing. God wants that glory to come back to him where people ask, whose son is this? And you say, yes, I'm the child of the God of the armies of Israel. So I think those two points are really important. I mean, are there any final thoughts you want to add to this while we're around? Final thoughts are um, when we read the word of God, we need to be sure that um, we ask the Holy Spirit for understanding. Yeah. The Bible says, in your light, we see light. In the light of God's word, there are a lot of things that God will open up for us and we start to understand. But more than that, because, I mean, I remember reading or hearing somewhere where someone said to me, a lot of us read the Bible, we just want to be able to argue read it so that we have a head full of knowledge that we can argue with people yeah. more oh, than yeah. that you should be looking yeah. for things that you can do edify that will exactly that will edify. build you up yeah because it's the quality of experience you have that you can yeah. now that you can now use to teach others yeah so i'm saying this in particular to us men that we need to be sure that we're reading the bible so that we can learn and create the right structure and rhythms for the defeat that will come yeah. after us no i love that i love that basically in the essence of this story what you're telling people to do is smoothing their stuff so like in the most gentle way we can say you're saying smoothing your stone and get it ready for that war that is coming yeah and the war will come it will come <laughs> it'll come all right david Addy, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast thanks i loved it. it i loved it i loved it. it thank you so much